Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat, Sleep, Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Letting the Cat Out of the Bag of Fantasy Football Podcast. That was a mouthful, Dale. That's what she said. My name is Christian Brito. Joining me as always on this pod is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? What's up, man? Letting the cat out of the bag. You know, there's a, a lot of popular sayings out there, Brito, that we really don't know what they mean. I'm going to explain in a second, but uh, with us is our famed writer, he uh, also co-hosts the DFS and Dynasty podcast. Uh, I should say Eat Sleep Fantasy DFS and Dynasty podcast that comes out uh, every so often that you need to subscribe to. John Chapman, what's up, buddy? Man, it is a great day in Pasadena, California. And uh, my serendipitously, I don't even think that's a word, just glad to be here, man. Yeah. Um, so letting the cat out of the bag, do any of you guys know the origin of this? I'm I'll pretty sure you. you're going to tell us. John should know because he's a teacher. And we and know I feel everything. Like this, this is, and so. Yeah, this is bothering him that he doesn't know. And he should. This is a good lesson for your kids. This is a good, um, what do they call it? A uh, Like a attention grabber? Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, 18th century. This is, comes from 18th century times. Running up cats. Disease. Yep. No, 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 no. Suckling pigs were often sold in bags. And a popular scheme was to replace the pig with a cat and sell it to an unwitting victim. So when you say okay. so, let the cat out of the bag, it means it's like make sure you're not your truth is exposed. Me. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. You know, when you let the cat out of the bag, it's like now you know we figured everything out. You let the cat out of the bag. Okay. Interesting, right? Uh, sure. Christian, today we are going to talk about our tears. Uh, we are tiering, uh, if you want to know our rankings and play along with us, go to eatsleepfantasy.com, click on the rankings button. You could find uh, Christian's, myself, and Armando's consensus rankings, as long as in, as well as individual rankings. Today we're going to kind of tier them. Uh, you may have heard in the previous episode, uh, John and I tiering the dynasty, um, the, 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 the dynasty rankings, and today we're going to do the standard rankings it's are we do we let the cat out of the bag because we pretend we're a fantasy show when in reality we're just a hot dog and dick show yes five minutes in we let the cat out of the bag <laughs> damn <laughs> um first uh i do want to thank everybody uh that met us in dallas slash fort worth for an awesome weekend at the uh national fantasy football convention we had a good time meeting everybody. Um, a lot of people uh, got to our booth and said hi, so I appreciate that. I always like to uh, meet you guys, listeners. Um, it's it's always fun, so I appreciate everybody coming to say hi. We had a really fun draft slash event at a, uh, a pretty cool bar in Fort Worth, so that was a lot of fun. We had a pretty good turnout, actually. Were you surprised? Um, surprised? No. At the turnout. I'm surprised at the... Uh... Yeah. Never mind. Let's move on. I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be mean. Let's just move on. 
Oh, God. See, um, no, I mean, it was a good turn. I was, look, I grew up in, okay, I don't know. I'm surprised. Yes, we have an audience. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm shocked that people want to listen to us and hang out with us. It's fucking yeah, well, ridiculous. Maybe they don't listen to us, but I'm surprised that anybody wants to hang out with us. There you go. How many how many beers did you buy, Brito? That that's uh what I was curious about the whole week. I don't want to answer that question because the beers that I was supposed to buy were supposed to be for Vegas. Just FYI. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But I don't wanna yeah. just let's just move on. I don't and want to the, know that now. Well, the beer that we were drinking at Texas Republic was like sold in mini pitchers. They were huge. Oh yeah, those are great. Those are thirty-two ounce mini, mini pitchers. Yeah, yeah, that was um, crazy. Yeah, those are great. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, Dallas was fun. Um, I guess. Do you want to give everybody just a little bit behind the scenes what happened before and after the convention hours? Okay, let's start um, with day one. No names, please. We Don't arrive at the airport. I say let's go do something because nobody's going to arrive for a couple hours. Dale's like, let's just wait because Nick will be here an hour. False. I waited in that airport for like almost four hours, first of all. That's mm-hmm. day one. I'm already hating Dale. Anything else? Yep. Oh, well, it started off uh, in the very, very early hours of the morning. Uh, Nick texts us and says, hey, guys. I just found out I'm not flying into Dallas. I'm flying, or I'm not flying into DFW. I'm flying into Love, which is like an hour apart from each other. So that ruined our whole plans. As I read that text, I realized that it was 6.30 and my flight boarded at 7.30 and I was just waking up um, and I hate doing that. So that's how the whole weekend started, which sucked. And then, I mean, fast forward to uh, night one. Dale snores. I accidentally wake him. I snore. Dale purposely wakes me. <laughs> Dude, you were snoring so loud. <laughs> and like, I didn't want to be rude and like call your name. So I just kept snapping until I, he, like, that's <laughs> not better. That's not better. We're retired. And what amazes me is I lied down in my bed. Dale laid down his, his in a matter of like 20 seconds. He was snoring. I've never in my life <laughs> seen someone fall asleep that quickly in my life. I could not believe it. I thought he was joking. Yeah. Yeah. My wife is always really mad at me because she has problems sleeping. And as soon as we lay down, I'm I'm like snoring immediately. Dude, she I've never seen someone head hits pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Jesus. Okay. That's yeah. night we, one. Yeah, we behaved ourselves. We got in early. It was good. Yeah. Okay. Night two. Uh, we'll do night two after we recap a tier. Come on, man. Okay. We got to jump into some sort of fantasy football here. Okay. We're seven okay. minutes in. Okay. All right, folks. Stay tuned. Night two's coming up. That's, I like how you're doing that. All right. <laughs> Let's jump into the QB rankings. John, please feel free. Uh, for those that don't know, I already said that he's the Dynasty and DFS guru, guru, guru on our baby pod. And uh, he's also host of the 49ers Rush podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Oh, I like the plug. Um, so he, you like that? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, pay me later. Deal. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, John, feel free to jump in anytime you want. I know you have a lot of information on these guys. So let's start with quarterbacks, okay? okay. I'm going to run down this list. This is how we're going to do it, Brito. I'm going to run down the list, and basically, you stop me at the tier. 
You stop me after that tier ends. Okay. okay. So let's see. Uh, going with our consensus rankings, uh, quarterback a, number one. We have a tie at one, by the way. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Because it's four one one and then two two two, they average out exactly the same. Okay. So well, let's talk about it. Uh, the fir- quarterback one is Russell Wilson. Quarterback two is Aaron Rodgers. Y'all crazy. I mean, y'all crazy. Is this a shock? Why are we crazy? Tell me, man. Aaron Rodgers has to be the number one QB, and it's not even close. Hey, man. You remember that sheet that you made? Yeah. Remember that sheet? Pull up that sheet Okay, real quick. I, I always have it open. I sleep with it, actually. All right, QB finishes. Okay, here we go. Aaron Rodgers got hurt last year, 29. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we just excusing that? Yeah, that's true. Russell Wilson, so that's the thing. Russell Wilson never has missed a game, and that's the thing. However... Aaron Rodgers has three finishes in the top two in his career, whereas Russell Wilson okay. has one. Okay, do top three because you're cutting it off at two he has three, and not three. So he has three. Three three finishes in the top three and in the past how many years? Four. Okay, there we go. That's all I needed to know. But he's <laughs> So he finished one this year, but again, you know, Aaron Rodgers. He finished what? One, three, one, 12, three, three. Is that right? Then eight, nine. Yep. I mean, right. solid. So in the past four years, three top three finishes, and the only year that he finished 12 was when he partially tore his MCL? Yeah. But still played every game? He still played. Listen, I right. get it. And you can't – because he plays every game, a lot of quarterbacks don't. So we're talking about the Frank Gore rule here. Yeah. Do you know what it's, the Frank oh, Gore rule oh, is? Oh, don't do that. Do you know what the Frank, Frank Gore, Gore rule is? Way better than Russell here. Wilson will ever be. Don't do that. Don't do that with quarterbacks. Yeah. Most quarterbacks will play every game. How many quarterbacks played every game last year? I'd say probably 20 out of yeah. 32 would be my guess. Okay. That's that's higher than I thought, actually. So that, that, I, forget I, I could that. be wrong on that. But my question is this. So, Brito, like you are the resident Russell Wilson lover. You're sitting okay. in the third round, and let's say you pick uh, the last pick or whatever. This is, You're not picking for another 24 spots, and you have to take a quarterback – and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson are on the clock. You're taking Wilson. Most of the time, yeah. But most of the time, I'm not taking him there. Um, like in a two QB league, I took um, I took Aaron Rodgers. I think in in that in that position, in the it was the second round that I took Aaron Rodgers. But again, I have him back to back. I like Aaron Rodgers. I don't hate Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, can can he be the number one quarterback? Absolutely. Um, Okay. If I'm talking about likelihood to be number one, I'd say maybe Aaron Rodgers is even slightly more likely to be one. Right. But if likelihood to be a top five quarterback, give me give me Russell Wilson. All right. So I guess um, you're kind of maybe picking and choosing what you want, but I I think they both finished there in the top five by the end of the year. Right. Okay. Thirteen thirteen quarterbacks finished all sixteen games. Ooh. Just FYI. 13. This is not a rankings episode. We're doing tiers, so let's move on. First tier, Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Stop me when we get over tier one. Um, can you start over? I'll tell you what. <laughs> stop. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Stop. That's the okay. tier. Yeah. Okay. I can argue with you. I do have Deshaun Watson as my number one quarterback. Again, this isn't a rankings episode. We'll do that later. Um, but okay. So Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, tier one. Going tier two based off of our consistent rankings. Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Drew Brees, 
Uh, I would stop it at Cam. Cam Newton. Okay, so we have Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton for tier two. Not bad. Uh, you you have, have Carson. Kirk, you wouldn't include uh, you wouldn't include uh, Kirk Cousins in that tier, right? Absolutely no. not. Just no. You know. no. I mean, back to back years as a top five quarterback, and moving on to a better situation doesn't earn you a top five tier. No. Okay. <laughs> Worth a shot. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> tier three. We're starting off with Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. I would stop it at Cousins. Uh, I think I would too. So we have Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins. Now that's three. kind of these are these mini tiers. If mm-hmm. I wanted to have like a bigger tier of this is where the quarterback position drops off, it's after eight. Sure. So if I want an elite quarterback, I have eight guys that I can take from. Okay. With a Fair couple enough. of with a couple of long shots that could be that guy. Like Garoppolo could be that guy if everything worked out right. Andrew Luck, if healthy, could be that guy. But top eight guys that are elite quarterbacks that if I'm willing to pay a slight premium at quarterback, there's only eight guys I'm willing to do that for. There's only eight guys that you would draft a little bit earlier than you normally would draft a quarterback. Correct? John's nodding his head, not remembering that this is not a visual medium. It, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to let you finish because I'm trying to understand why you guys have Tom Brady where he is in the tier, not necessarily rankings, but why do you guys not have him in those top two tiers? Um, the guy has been well, lights it, out. Do you just think that he's not going to perform like he has? I I like Tom Brady, and so does Brito. The problem is Armando has is really, really low on Tom Brady. Um, I think he mentioned earlier that he's just scared of his age and diminishing, um, possible diminishing uh, ability. Right. Uh, Armando has him at 10. I have him at five. Brito has him at six. So if consensus rankings were a little bit different, maybe he would get pushed up in the tier. But just based off of our consensus, that's just the tier he's going to fall in. Gotcha. Last four years of fantasy finishes for Tom Brady, fourth, 15th, second, and ninth. I think... He's not as rock solid as people automatically assume. Um, I know he missed a couple games there in 2016, but I think he's a guy with top two upside that we saw in 2015, but 40 years old looking Tom Brady with, you know, a couple um, question marks with, with his receiving core. Um, I don't love him as much. He's still in that elite tier, but there's just guys I would rather have. He is currently going third in redraft leagues as far as average mm-hmm. draft position goes at quarterback. So he's going after Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson, but five picks ahead of Russell Wilson on collected yeah, I data. I would not do that. I would not either. I would absolutely absolutely not do that. Okay. All right, next tier, starting with Matthew Stafford, Jimmy G, Andrew Luck, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, Philip Rivers. Are you just waiting for me to stop? Dak Prescott. <laughs> I think so. He's got to keep going to Tannehill, man. You better stop him. You got to. You got to stop at Rivers. Stop it at. You got to stop at Rivers. Mahomes. Ooh. Mahomes and Rivers are in a separate tier from each other. I mean, really? I don't love Mahomes, but he's a guy who has upside. So if I'm taking a quarterback. I would go Mahomes, but I I think I would stop the tier at fourteen. Um, 
I cannot leave out Philip Rivers out of this tier. Okay, go to Philip Rivers. That's fine. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right, so we have Stafford, Jimmy G, Andrew Luck, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, and Philip Rivers all in that tier. And then I think it just that's becomes fair. the rest, right? Yeah, I think so. We're going after that tier is the Dak Prescotts, Marcus Mariota, Alex Smith, going down to you know the rest, like you said. At that point, I mean, I'm just taking like Alex Smith and hoping he's, you know, catches lightning in a bottle like he did again last year or something like that. Right, right. right. I love this tier though, and in redraft leagues, like I'm getting whoever in this tier falls. Because I'm going super early or I'm waiting till super late. And I'm getting guys like Rivers, uh, Stafford. Those are the type of guys that I want to roll with just because they're so dependable. And you can get them around QB 16, which is just bananas. Yeah. John, do you mm-hmm. have the ADP right now pulled up for Kirk Cousins? I do. Or just pulled up in general? He is can going. You, can you get that he's number? the eighth quarterback off the board and going uh, seventh round six pick is where he is going. Okay. We have Cousins ranked eight, so that's pretty close. Yep. Kind of okay. by accident. Him and Jimmy Just Garoppolo are basically going back-to-back picks and redraft yeah. leagues. He's like, I, I say you see you say seventh round. I don't know if it's just because of the dynamics of the leagues that I'm in, where people would wait wait on quarterbacks. I'm seeing him in the eighth or ninth round every time I go to draft. And at that point, he's just a guy, like I mentioned, I'm going to have as a top five quarterback just because he's done it back-to-back years. And I think his situation is better. That I find myself, even though I typically will wait on quarterback, a guy that I'm getting a lot is Kirk Cousins because I can get him in like the ninth round. But ADP, like you mentioned, is the middle of the seventh, which is probably more accurate for most leagues. And it, yeah, in some leagues, you know, I'm in a couple leagues where quarterbacks, there's two or three that go in the first two rounds. And so every league right. is different. And I, I believe in waiting on quarterbacks, especially this year. Because if we look at draft position again, Alex Smith is going 20th overall. Case Keenum 21st. Like there is so much depth there that you can wait and you're going to be just fine. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right. So that is our quarterback tiers. (laughs) We will have this in the draft kit laid out for you for your drafting pleasure. Um, Before we move on, I do want to get into um, our night two, but first, do you guys know what the term dressing to the nines? You've heard that before, right? Like when somebody uh, says like you're dressed to the nines, do mm-hmm. you guys know the origin of that? No, but I'm assuming you're going to tell us. Yeah, I am. It's nine o'clock, right? It, dressing to the it means nines. to dress exceptionally well. Uh-huh. There's no concrete consensus on the origin of dressing to the nines. But the most popular theory comes from the fact that the very best suits used a full nine yards of fabric. So you're fat. That's what that means. I think it just uses so much fabric that it's good quality, John. So this is a term that fat people made to make themselves feel better (laughs) about the way they dressed. Hey, 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 hey. Standards of beauty. Back in the 1800s, I might have been considered much more beautiful. I didn't say it was negative. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So night two, night two of our Dallas and FFC trip, Brito. We started the day with like an 11 a.m. It was like before 11 a.m. before we walked into that hot dog and hamburger joint. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All I know is I threw down two chili dogs, two chili cheese dogs at like 11:02 in the morning. Yep. 
That was um, my breakfast. An- another antidote um, that you may not know about Brito that I learned. Uh, he has a serious addiction to his phone. Okay. Se- no, I'm I'm not saying just an addiction. You don't like to check check Facebook. You have a serious addiction. We ate. You ate the hot dogs, right? <laughs> right. And I ate my hamburger. Everybody ate. We all got up, threw our stuff away, walking out the door, and you were on your phone. You had no idea that we even got up from the table. Oh, I, I, I 100% knew that you got up. I was just busy. You just didn't care. <laughs> I, I think Dale forgets that outside of the podcast, I have a very uh, busy life, and I have to uh, do things. I, it didn't. It looked like you were playing Tetris, is what I'm saying. Absolutely not. I was probably on WhatsApp. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so day Anyways. two, we eat some good food. Um, one of our writers got a hot dog with bacon and uh, loved it. Loved it more mm-hmm. than anything in the world. Too much, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a good right. hot dog, though. So what's I'm next? not going to lie. It was a good hot dog. Yeah. Well, it was a hamburger place. I don't know why the fuck you got a hot dog. Uh, because when we were discussing, I said I want to get it. Well, Paul said he wanted to get a hot dog. Oh, no names. No names. <laughs> All right. Did you so ask them to microwave the... it? <laughs> it was uh... yeah, it was weird. I said, "Did you boil these or microwave them?" And they almost <laughs> told me to leave. <laughs> All right. Um, so after that, uh, we what do we do? I don't remember. Is dressing up to the nines the same as dressing up to the hilt? I don't know what that means. I never heard that before. And if you ever said that, you can just hang up now. Come on, look it up. All right. So that night we found. Oh no, no, we went to the stockyards, which was cool. Uh, went to Stock a couple of bars. Dope, huh? Stockyards is dope. If you're ever yeah. in Fort Worth, yeah, it was cool. Visit the we Fort went, Worth stockyards. Went, went to a couple of really cool bars. That was fun. Uh, found Sam's Saloon, which is the um, a true a true dive bar in Fort Worth. Realized really- very quickly that we would love to spend one day looking like one of our writers because every bartender hits on him and pays attention to him rather oh, yeah. than him having to get their attention. Okay. okay. So John, tell me this, me and Brito, we walk into a bar, right? Two sexy sit dudes, at the bar. Totally. Yeah. Okay. We're right. waving down the waitress, waiting down the bar, waving down the bartender takes minutes to get their attention. One of our writers, Nick, I'm going to call his name. <laughs> Nick, we talked about before this in. not saying names, and that's just totally. Well, this makes me angry. Now we're we're over two on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, because this makes me angry, so he needs to be called out. So Nick walks in, immediately grabs everybody's attention in the room because uh, I don't know his his jawline or I don't know his hair, his smile, He's his got, biceps. He has an aura to him. Um, he does. Yeah, he's and he's really tall. He's much taller than we are. Much I have an aura too. It's just a much more doughy aura. <laughs> so, anyways, long story short, uh, we don't get any respect, and Nick walks into a bar, and people the are bartender like, practically hops over the bar <laughs> to just see how she can help. You need right. directions? Anything? Cold compress? <laughs> just whatever the hell he might need. Yeah. yeah. So later that night, we ended up finding a dive bar that also plays country and rock karaoke. If you're in our Facebook Live group, you may have seen Brito and myself. Karaoke, which was fun. Yeah, we, we did Backstreet Boys. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. I wanted that. Solid way. choice. That's why you're ignored yeah. by the bartender, also. Yeah, probably. 
So, uh, Lord, that's maybe the one time she should pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> um, a real quick fact check up to the hilt is actually a term. The hilt is the last part of the sword. And so up to the hilt right. means going to the extreme, meaning you stabbed your sword all the way into somebody. Nice. So there you go. What about dressed up to the hilt? Yeah, so basically to the extreme or maximum degree is the idiom. See? See? I knew that meant the same as to the nines. There you go. Sure. All right. So um, night two pretty much concluded after the karaoke bar, which is a lot of fun. You are Ooh. my fire. The one. And you know what? People people were commenting on the Facebook saying, oh, Brito can sing. Not one mention of me. Well. Kind of hurt my feelings. Man, bartenders, nothing. Karaoke. Nothing. I know. I know. Hey, Brito, I'm curious. Maybe on night three. How do people yeah. get a part of the Facebook group? All right. So being a part of the Facebook group is really uh, easy. You got to say so, it right first. Okay. I, I need to uh, do that thing where people put one <laughs> headphone on, one headphone off. Because I can't hear myself, and it's just like karaoke. And uh, I don't speak properly. All right. Listen. If you subscribe to Eat Nation on our website, eastleyfantasy.com, giant button that says subscribe, or you can just go to eastleyfantasy.com forward slash subscribe. We've got several packages there. Every single one of those includes a membership to the private Facebook group. Oh, God. You still didn't say it right. John, stop (laughs) laughing at me. I see you in the camera. Just say Facebook. (laughs) That was awesome. That was the most, like... I don't know if I can say this. That is the most Asian interpretation ever of like our sales pitch, <laughs> and I freaking loved it. Uh, Sorry. Okay, just say Facebook. Facebook. Okay, there you go. <laughs> go to our go to our website. Hit get the subscribe button. You can go in. You could be a part of our Facebook group. You can, can we talk about tiers, man? Just com. Subscribe. We've got multiple packages. Yeah. The best value is the one that includes a draft kit, a shirt, bonus shows. Facebook yep. group. Yep. We we probably lose money on it, but let's just do whatever. I bought a shirt today. Yeah. I'm excited. Nice. Which one? I got the ESF one, the uh, Dare knockoff, where it's... Uh, oh, I like that. I freaking love that thing. Yeah. Nope. Cool. Can't say the name. Uh, oh, yeah. I, no, I, was, it's, I got Dare to buy the t-shirt. Right. Okay. Oh, good. gotcha. So, I understand. <laughs> All right. So, running back, This again, this is standard scoring. Um, first running back... For our consensus is Le'Veon Bell, and no, that's not changing. Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, David Johnson. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Exactly. Those four are definitely in the top tier. Any, I am not really going to argue with for me. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with anybody who has these four in any order. I personally have David Johnson one. Ooh. You have Le'Veon Bell one. So does Armando. Le'Veon's one. I am okay this year. I'm sorry. I have Le'Veon one one as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so, and I have Le'Veon too, so whatever, it is what it is. These four can be rearranged any way you want it. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. We don't really need to dig into this. Everybody's been talking about these top four. This is the first tier. The this second tier, tier is interesting. Very interesting, and there's a really interesting uh, drop here, and I'm wondering where you're going to tell me to stop. So I'm going to start with Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt. Stop. Yep. 100%. It's so weird. Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook, Cream Hunt. To me, they are so similar fantasy-wise. It's it's unreal. Um, 
John, do you disagree? I personally would include Kamara in this group, but you guys have not. No. Man, I love this group just because the volume is there. And I think people get excited about the shiny new toy, but volume is key in fantasy. And with Fournette and Gordon, they're cream of the crop. They, I mean, they're, they're going to get the same volume as the top four guys, but they lack talent and just kind of scheme. And they don't catch the ball. Well, Melvin catches the ball a lot out of the backfield. But, no, I love these four, and I have no problem getting them in the back half of the first round. I mean, just so much value there. I love the first round this year. There's just so much talent. There is. There is. There's a couple of guys here in this tier and one more in the following tier that you didn't mention when you were mentioning volume guys. And that's Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, and somebody in the next tier, Alvin Kamara. All three of these guys are guys that there's been question marks, worries, concerns about their volume this year. Um, Dalvin Cook for the reason of, you know, his knee injury from last year. Kareem Hunt for reasons of, I don't know, Spencer Ware maybe, change of scheme, change of quarterback. Um, And Alvin Kamara just based on repeatability, the yards per touch, yards per carry. um, I'm not as concerned about any of these guys. If I was concerned, if I thought they were going to have a ton of volume, they'd probably be, you know, the number one and number two or number three running backs based on if I thought they were going to be 300 carry guys. But that's not really the game script for an Alvin Kamara. And and Kareem Hunt, um, we saw how explosive he could be as well. So these are guys that I do think they have some question marks, which is why they're not top five guys. But I think they're solidly top ten running backs. Okay. Now, the beginning and end of this tier is going to be really blurry, and it this is probably the most difficult in our running back rankings to tier because it starts off with Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, Devonta Freeman. Stop oh, right you the man, Brito. See, I struggle, man, because I do like Derrick Henry. and I love Derrick Henry as a top, you know, as a top-end middle end RB2, but he's not... Listen, Devonta Freeman has shown me in repeated seasons he can be an RB1. Jordan Howard has done that. LaShawn McCoy's been doing that since he was 24. Like, those are guys that... The reason they're ranked where they are is because we have a track record. Saquon Barkley is a rookie, but he's a rookie in a prime position to get, you know, Leonard Fournette-type carries, mm-hmm. um, to get, you know, Ezekiel Elliott-type work. And so that's why we have him in his position. Sure. Um, and then Alvin Kamara, he, he <laughs> not since Jamal Charles have we seen somebody average that yards per touch, yards per carry. So right. um, I think Derrick Henry, while has the potential, we neither have seen it, um, nor do we forecast as much work as we would for the other guys. He does not deserve to be in the same team. I agree. And I like the guy a lot. Yeah, he's never finished think- in the top 36 of running backs in two years. And you can talk about, well, he didn't get the chance, whatever, but he's gotten a lot of touches. Um, so right. I, I see why the question marks are there, and I love where Brito stopped uh, this tier. I agree completely. There are 13 guys that I consider RB1s that I would love to have. Derrick Henry last year had 176 attempts. That is fewer than Bilal Powell. That's right around Orleans Darkwa. A little bit under Isaiah Crowell. So he hasn't really had the opportunity. 
But Bilal Powell finished ahead of him two years in in a row. So he's getting less touches, but again, Bilal Powell outperformed him with the same amount of touches, and we're not fighting for Powell to be included in this. Um, I think that it's there, and he's a maybe, but again, I I love what Brito said about track record. He just doesn't have it. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, I don't know. I don't think everybody's scared of Deion Lewis. I don't think he's going to. That part okay. I'm not afraid of. Yeah, okay, good. Because I'm thinking Dion Lewis to Derrick Henry is Tevin Coleman to Devonta Freeman. Okay. Okay, just That's my not thoughts. not a bad comparison. Okay. All right, so starting <laughs> off the next tier, I might have included Derrick Henry in that. I'm not going to argue over it. But starting in the next tier is Derrick Henry. Uh, Kenyon Drake, not the Kenyon Drake. Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Alex Collins, Jay Ajayi, Jarek McKinnon. Stop. Man, this is another one. This is another weird one. You're killing it, man. I would not pull Lamar Miller in that group. And um, I love Ronald Jones, but we got to see as well what's going to happen with I that agree. team. I, I, Ronald so. Jones is close. I would have included Lamar Miller here, but we stop at Jarek McKinnon. Uh this is a this is a running back tier that I am definitely not thrilled with. Hmm. I don't okay. I don't like Kenyon Drake. The fact All that these I these guys are gonna be your RB two, I don't hate any of that. Like Kenyon Drake as your RB two is not is not a death sentence to your team. Um, I I Christian McCaffrey as your RB two, especially if you can get him into any sort of any sort of points per reception league. That's you're doing pretty well for yourself. Sure, so. but are you feeling good? Like, it, it, okay, Alex Collins. I mentioned I do love Alex Collins this year more than most. Um, but besides that, like, do you, if you have Jay Ajayi, like, are you really are you really happy with that? No. Or if you have, no. I mean, if I have Jay Ajayi or Lamar Miller or Jarek McKinnon, like, I feel kind of the like same way about all those guys. Even Joe Mixon, like, are you really happy having Joe Mixon as your RB two? If you if you got him where he's supposed to and you didn't get a good value on him, I'm not sure I'm happy about that. It depends on the other parts of your team, but if he, if Joe Mixon's your RB two, you probably already have two running backs. I mean, you probably have two running backs and two wide receivers, or at least a very solid wide receiver and a solid running back. Sure. And it, um, so I'll say this too, just kind of jumping on what Brito just said. It's about roster construction. If you look at the wide receivers that are going in this exact same territory as this group, you have Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs, Allen Robinson, Larry Fitzgerald. I would rather have all those wide receivers over this group. Yes. Because minus Larry Fitzgerald, but yes, I agree. Man, I, I love Larry as far as, you know, this year. But the problem is this, like, what is it that you are trying to do? And your draft position and where you're drafting kind of determines what tiers you get to be a part of. But I am a huge proponent of going two wide receivers out of your first three picks if you can. Now, I'm not, like, setting that in stone, but my strongest best ball rosters, redrafts, man, it's it's two out of three I'm going wide receiver just because there's so much running back depth this year. And that's that's what I was trying to say. I wasn't saying it very well, obviously. But this tier, I don't love it because of the value other places. Right. Just like you mentioned those wide receivers. I'm not touching – I don't think I'm touching anybody in this tier. And even though I love Alex Collins, you're looking at some of the wide receivers that are available. And this tier just compared to the wide receiver tier at the same time is 
to me, not very close. I guess. I mean, I've like I did in the Dallas draft, for example. I started a team with Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, and then I came back with two guys from this tier, um, and I feel very comfortable with that start. So I, I think it was uh, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and then Joe Mixon, followed by Kenyon Drake. Mm. And I'm okay with that because I know that week in, week out, I'm going to have Antonio Brown and Mike Evans be those solid guys. And then I just need to find a couple hits at the running back position. So you take a Drake, you take a, a Henry, and then you just keep going and piling on with guys. If you can get a third guy from this tier, that's awesome. You just try to see if you can piece together, find the right guys. Would I have preferred to have an RB1 and then piece together the RB2? I think that's much easier to do sometimes. But I'm comfortable letting the draft kind of flow to me and see where I can get the values. Most of the time, I'd prefer, I'd love to have a running back and a wide receiver after my first two picks. That way I can kind of piece the draft together even better as I go. But I don't mind taking a couple guys from these tiers and just hoping that I do hit on the guys that I like. Yeah. Right. And uh, last little comment here, like Jarek McKinnon, who I love, he's not going in this tier anymore. <laughs> you guys have him at the bottom. Like he is going in the middle of the second round. Him and Jordan yeah. Howard are basically pick for pick. And I mean, right. he's Jarek McKinnon's going ahead of Mixon, McCaffrey, Henry, LaShawn McCoy. He's going ahead of all these guys, which. Well, I have him ranked 11, but our it's, it, consensus as a group is 20. Yeah, it's it's too much. And I'm a 49ers guy, but it's getting crazy. So you're saying he's a little overvalued? Yeah. It, yeah. For him to be drafted where he is now, um, I don't think there's going to be any value there. Best case scenario, it's not because be value, he's not yeah. going to be a goal line guy. He's not going to be that. So the touchdowns aren't going to be there. Um he will not be able to return and be a value pick. He might be able to hit his draft potential where you're getting him, but I I don't know. If you're getting him in the third, great, but second round, you you got to chill out. Yeah. yeah. What's Here's the one thing that I will say about that. What do you think is his floor for reception? He is super safe. Uh, he's going to get 60 catches. If you look at Carlos Hyde, who had pretty close to a 50% catch rate in this exact same yeah. offense – Um, Jarek McKinnon has never had lower than 65% and back-to-back seasons over 70%. So if he just gets the exact same targets as Carlos Hyde, you're talking about 70, 75 catches. I mean, he's going to be close. He had 51 last year, and he he was featured back for, what, 10 games? Yeah, he didn't play in the first four games as far as offensively. So his floor is so safe, especially in PPR, but – if you're in a standard league, like you have to understand, he's probably not going to be the goal line back. That's going to be Brita. His touchdown count will not be high. Okay, who uh, who gets out targeted? Chris Thompson or um, Jerick McKinnon? Jerick McKinnon because he plays. He'll play three yep. three downs. Um, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Chris Thompson last year had 54 receptions. Yeah. yeah. Playing 10 games. Well, yeah, they played about the same amount of games. Well, started about the same amount of games. Right. McKinnon had 51, so pretty yeah. close. Okay. All right. Uh, so this after this tier, shit just falls apart. Um, we're going to start with <laughs> Lamar Miller. That's pretty accurate. Lamar Miller, Ronald Jones, Mark Ingram, Chris Thompson, C.J. Anderson, Tevin Coleman, Darius Geis. We have Carlos some of these Hyde. rookies ranked way too low, or you have some of these rookies ranked way too low, even though they're going straight into opportunity. 
and with the running back position, opportunity beats everything else. That's the criteria number one. Yep. Can we stop pretending that every rookie coming out this year is going to be Adrian Peterson? They're not going they to be. They don't have but to be. Plenty of you have. You, they, yeah. You have Darius Geis ranked twenty seventh, and I'm low on guys. For but he, Fournette wasn't anything special last year. He just fucking fell into a thousand million carries, like he two hundred and sixty eight carries in thirteen games. Um, you know, he didn't even average four yards a carry, but he ended up as a top ten running back because of how much volume he got, and I can see that for some of these guys. Okay, maybe I have Darius Geis too low. I'll revisit that. Maybe, okay. maybe. Ronald uh, okay. Jones as well. Uh, Ronald Jones I have at 32. 32. Yeah, let's let's bump that up. Mm, maybe. I'll think about it. Let's do the same thing with Rashad Penny. No. Rashad Penny, that's just stupid. <laughs> let's move on. Don't have Chris Carson over Rashad Penny uh, is the only thing I'm saying. Although, yeah, that's people bananas. are automatically giving that job to Penny. That that's not a sure thing. Yeah, one of the it's beat, like a seventy five percent thing. One of the beat reporters sure came thing. out just uh, two days ago and said if the season started today, Carson's starting. So I'm, I'm picking up Carson in a lot of my leagues. I did it in the Dallas draft. Wait, hold on. I did it in SFB. Can we nickname starting Carson? Never mind, that doesn't rhyme. It, it's, it rhymed in my head. I Never love mind. how you led with that with so much confidence. That was so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's confident Dale, man. I love it. All right. Four, easy. All right, so we have Lamar Miller, Ronald Jones, Mark Ingram, Chris Thompson, C.J. Anderson, Tevin Coleman, Darius Geis, Carlos Hyde. I, I mean, I would stop it at Geis. Yeah. I guess. Thank you. I was getting but scared. But I would have... I would 100% have uh, Royce Freeman and Rashad Penny in this tier, which I don't understand why they're not. Gosh. This is gross. Um, you probably don't because uh, I do have Rashad, Rashad Penny really low. I mean, the opportunity or not, how many successful Seahawks running backs have we seen recently? Not Marshawn Lynch. Um, because and they all keep with, getting hurt because that offensive line is terrible. Yeah, exactly. And so all of a sudden, a rookie running back is going to come into the NFL with a horrible O-line and be okay. Not me. Okay. That's me. fair. What I about mean, Royce Freeman, though? Got him. Royce Freeman, I think, will be okay. Okay, well, you need your rankings need to reflect that. Stop hating on people because they're young. I have Royce you Freeman. This. Wait, you do I this. have. Wait, wait, if hold anybody on. is younger than twenty three or older than thirty nine, you hate them. <laughs> You're the opposite of like the normal drafter in a fantasy football draft. Like you are look, the get off my lawn of fantasy football rankers. <laughs> look, I just. Uh... And I the, don't. I write you off if you're old. Look, fantasy <laughs> football is about it's about playing the odds. Look, okay, you have you have somebody ranked number one. It's not necessarily you think they're going to be the number one player, and you're going to put all your money that they're going to be number one. All you're saying is odds are he is favored to be the number one or whatever yeah, number. Listen, I get this argument with okay. a guy like like for we need to temper expectations for Saquon Barkley because I've seen people take him as a top three pick. Ugh. And that's a real thing. Like, he is right now, uh, I'm not going to name names, a top three pick on Fantasy Pros for somebody in their expert rankings. Get out of here with that. Yeah. But, like, at some point, you got to consider, he's gonna play the will 
he is probably going to get 300 touches. Like, who else are they going to give the ball to? Um, and so, like, let's let's come to a happy medium where a lot of these rookies they are new in the league, but they are going to end up with a lot of touches, and you're going to see you're going to see this year's Leonard Fournette, this year's Kareem Hunt, this year's Alvin Kamara. There's a track record of two, three, four rookie running backs being very good values every single year now. And so we have to see who that might be. I agree. I think the trend is going that way where we're going to see more and more running backs coming out NFL ready. Right. I mean, that's just, I think that's just a trend over the last couple of years, especially the past two years. I think a lot of these guys are NFL ready and have fallen into some very nice positions to be the starter. So, um, some of those guys, which we've mentioned, are Saquon Barkley, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, um, Rashad Penny, and Royce Freeman. I think those are the – that's the group there. John, am I missing anybody? No, um, no you're right. You I, I would throw the Colts in there, but there's three guys fighting for one spot. Um, so right. whoever wins that is Hines going to be in this group. We just don't front know runner. who it is. Right, okay. But, no, you nailed it. That's good stuff. And then you've got other running backs that you just kind of have to see how it shakes out. So that's why I'm, I'm lower on guys like Nick Chubb, even though I think he's a very good talent, but he's got to fight for that job. So uh, Sonny Michelle, same thing, plus Patriots. What what are they going to do? But anyways, let's get back to tears here. Okay. All right. So I, where did I leave off at? I don't know, man. You get me stressed out. You left off whole, at I get Darius Geis at 27. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's so, where you're cutting it. Yeah, this next tier, we could probably leave it here, is going Carlos Hyde, Duke Johnson, Marshawn Lynch, Dion Lewis, Carrion Johnson. This goes all the way till, like, Chubb at 42. Yeah, so we're, I'm going to go quick. Carrion Johnson, Jamal Williams, Marlon Mack, Rex Burkhead, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. I have Chris Carson way ahead of Rashad Penny, by the way. Yeah. Um, Aaron Jones, Bilal Powell. Royce Freeman, Nick Chubb. I like how they came out back to back in our consensus, though. Yeah, that's weird, right? Because I evened it out for us. Because <laughs> you had Rashad Penny way high, way too high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, way too high. Got twenty eight. That's absurd, right? Yeah. Well, I had way too low, so we balance each other out. That's fine. Jeez. All right. So Nick Chubb, Isaiah Crowell is left off this list, correct? No, I would take him over Chubb, not even close. Really? Yeah, I mean, Crowell's going to be the starter day one, and they're already talking about uh, taking away Bilal Powell's snaps on third down, giving those to Elijah McGuire. I think, I really do think that Crowell is basically an older, a four-year-older version of Darius Geis. Like, he's going to get that first, second down work like crazy. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. I mean, he's but. had about 200 touches for the last two seasons. Um, only thing missing last year was touchdowns, really. Um, they fell off, and he wasn't as involved in the receiving game. Uh, but even then, I mean, 40 catches back in 2016, um, almost non-existent in that area in 2017. Um, and I don't love the guy, but you're getting him really, really that, cheap. You're right. So I he's guess. never finished outside the top 33. So, like, he's that flex play, right? And so He is Frank Gore. Uh, no, shut up. No, no, no. That's horrible. No. 
<laughs> Frank Gore's finished as a RB1 and an RB2 the last two years. I don't, I don't think he's that. Okay, fine. But Isaiah right. Crowell, I mean, you're getting this guy at 40, the 43rd running back, and you're guaranteeing yourself a flex play. And I think that's that. those are the kind of guys you want if they fall. Sure. Okay. All right. We will tear out the rest in our draft kit for running backs. Um, before we move on to wide receivers, do you guys know where the origin of close but no cigar comes from? Oh, my God. I, I, no, I don't know. Carnivals used to give out cigars as prizes. <laughs> me. So almost winning one would, would get you close to achieving a cigar, but not quite. Right. Get it? Aren't the, those games like for kids? You ever heard the origin Not blow my fucking brains up? I have, actually, and it, it happened uh, during this podcast. <laughs> All right. Um, All right, so, so the next recap night. night three. Sure. Go for it. Uh, this one gets a little fuzzy for me. Okay, night three. Well, day three, right? We're sure. finally all set up at the NFFC. We meet some pretty cool people. Let's just say uh, one one of our writers was taking shots at 10 a.m. <laughs> 8 a.m. <laughs> 8 a.m. Shots of vodka. Spoiler alert! It did comes, not turn comes into out our well. room with, with a shot of vodka. Okay. So I on. thought he was joking, <laughs> and so he had the shot. All right, which was not a single. <laughs> My right. liver was in pain watching him. All right, continue. All right, we went to NFFC. We met a lot of cool people, lot listeners, of cool people. other podcasts, uh, football players. Like it was, it was pretty cool. Can we? Um, can, can you tell the story about the fantasy footballers really quick? <laughs> the most okay. Like one thing that I think everybody learned so, from me this trip <laughs> is that I absolutely hate awkwardness, and uh, I, I don't know if hate we were it. tired. It was early. I don't know what it was. But we were just like, I mean, there's mutual respect in our field for other people that sure. are obviously doing it well. So fantasy footballers are like on the on the other aisle. And we introduced ourselves or, or people introduced themselves to us all across the industry, whether mm-hmm. it's the fantasy footballers, Liz Loza. Like there's a lot of people there that we saw this weekend. Um, and so you you meet them and they meet you, whatever. We went over, said hi to them. <laughs> And what was the question they asked us, Dale? Hey, uh, you know, make it small talk. So, uh, you guys excited for football this season? And Armando's answer, straight up, eh. <laughs> Bringing no energy. <laughs> no energy, nothing. And the conversation just crashed. And oh, it was bad. It got really awkward really quick. And uh, they're like, oh, okay. so, uh, yeah, you, know, I, you know, not really excited for football. And we kind of joked around like that. And it I was don't like, know if they, they thought we didn't like them or anything, which we do. We've had uh, Mike on our show before. We love you guys. But um, yeah, it was it was very awkward. We're just, we're just awkward people. We were, yeah, we were a little tired from the night before. And um, yeah, it, was, it got really awkward really quick. I put my hands in my pocket looking around. <laughs> That's like a meme. Is like Dale like awkward. Were you like joking when you did it or you were just like, I don't care about life? Like. Uh, what the and eh? yeah. from Armando? That was from Armando. Oh, okay. yeah. Here's the thing. I think when there's if, if it's just one of us, where uh, and we go to talk to someone, we don't have like 
another person's back. Two people, it's perfect because we can like feed off of each other. When it's three of us, we kind of just island. tend to, to like defer the responsibility of the conversation to someone else. To like, other. hey, you do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so we all just stood there, kind of awkward silence for a little bit. Um, and then uh, the conversation just trailed off and we were like, all right, well, uh, you know, nice seeing you guys. We'll talk to you later. Big and it was our up. well, see you and later. Because, and because we walked because we walked up to them, it was our responsibility. You know, obviously we had to walk away, and so like we had to initiate the walk away, which was awkward in itself. So, but in terms of like fantasy people that we met and saw this weekend, we do want to give just a thank you to some of them: the fantasy footballers, Liz Lohub, Yahoo Sports, uh, Brad Evans, Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker. Um, oh, the Brad Evans thing was. <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> let's let's just not. So that's your fault. Yeah, that's so, night, that's day four. We'll okay, get okay. There. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll talk. Okay, okay. That was, that was a good story there. All right. So later that night, uh, we had our draft, which was amazing. Um, yeah, we had it at Texas Republic, which is a kind of like an upscale sports bar, I guess you would say. Like yeah. AstroTurf was in it and stuff. It was cool. We had a good draft. A lot of people came out. Um, it was fun. It was great. Until um, <laughs> people were getting pretty hammered for a fantasy football draft. Yes, they which were. Was fun. Yep, they were. I was trying to multitask and be doing work and draft at the same time, which is really weird. But okay, and I'm very impressed with myself. Well, I have <laughs> deadlines that I have to meet, but sure. like, I did very well at the draft. Managed to eat and drink. Close yep. my laptop halfway through. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, people were very. Uh, What's the word for it? Protective of their draft sheets? Yes. Which is okay, but uh, man, it was like a... <laughs> well, it's aggressive I, out look, there for a July draft. Look, no, this is your fault because they're not protective. What they are, they're annoyed. They're annoyed that they came prepared and you didn't. I did come prepared. You were I asking... one stealing. <laughs> I wasn't asking for me. Yeah, okay. I have my own rankings that I was going off of. Okay. But you didn't know who was picked and all that stuff. And that's why oh, people yeah. don't let you look at stuff. That's fair. So anyways, we do the draft. The later it gets in the draft, the more I've drank. We uh, we say bye to everybody. Thank everybody. It was awesome. Um, again, met some really cool people for the first time. Went out to the car and said, you know what? Let's go back in. We went back in and uh, that's where um, it got interesting. Because we just started doing shots? That. And uh, it got and the <laughs> the crowd like tripled in size, so it went Dude, from it got so packed so quickly. It went from like being like a social scene to like shoulder to shoulder, literally. Like you couldn't walk through. Um, me right. and Brito, it, this is gonna sound <laughs> weird, but we had to go to the bathroom, so we went at the same time. I zigzagged, and literally Brito took like wait, ten wait, minutes. Wait, hold on, before <laughs> this happened, before this happened, okay. First of all, one of our writers is already shit-faced. Oh, Fell yeah. off a cliff drunk, mm-hmm. like, instantly. Mm-hmm. I had no line. You Usually you get, like, buzzed, then, like, semi-drunk, then, like, drunk, then shit-faced. Mm-hmm. Just went from normal human being <laughs> to shit <laughs> to shit face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With no step in between. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. But my part was, <laughs> I told Dale, the, Dale is like a drink pusher, apparently. I told Dale, man, if I have one more shot, I'm going to be drunk. Dale raises up his hands. One more shot. <laughs> <laughs> he 
You gotta appreciate. Of course, the we enabler. had one more. The enabler is like he's key <laughs> to a good night. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we did all that. Good to go. On the way back from the bathroom, though, um, <laughs> I was walking. I walked out, and literally, I'm not joking. It, it was probably a good ten minutes, and by this time. <laughs> Neither of us really, really have I a good stopped. idea of the timing. Apparently, I stopped to say hi to everyone. Like and he kept five. He like, kept telling hey, how people, you doing? like, he, "Hey, I love your energy." He like, kept telling people he loved their energy. <laughs> I don't remember that. I love your energy. Was it Rick James? Like, who was it? You were I don't know, to? man. <laughs> so, anyways, well, I do uh, remember two people walked in to the club or bar or whatever. And like they, as they were walking in, they were already dancing. I'm like, I love your energy. <laughs> like they're not even there yet. It's probably just mocking them. <laughs> so, um, you want to take over the uh, the last part, calling the Uber. <laughs> the last part was I don't know if this is entertaining to anybody else, but no, the writer that we were drinking with was plastered. Mm-hmm. Right. So we decided let's take an Uber home. Let's be responsible. Okay, absolutely. Um, and. As Dale orders the Uber, he mentions to everyone, hey, I ordered the Uber, to which the writer, I guess, assumes that the Uber's here, raises his hand and shouts, right here, right here, <laughs> as if the- <laughs> He was like hailing, the he's hailing the cab already, from he's hailing the, the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. From the sidewalk, yeah. where there's nobody there. Brito so- proceeded to gut laugh. For the next 15 minutes in the Uber ride about it. I couldn't control myself. In the Uber, I was crying tears. The Uber driver like, must have been so fucking annoyed. <laughs> the Uber driver passed our house, to which Dale responded, Wow, that just decreased your $500 tip oh, shit. to a dollar. <laughs> oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> and Dale was like, no, I'll give you a tip. It won't be $100, maybe $5. But <laughs> Did you tip him? <laughs> No. Aww. Did you not? Really? No, I did not tip. I don't tip Uber drivers. Are you kidding me? Ever? No. Dude, I always tip them. Not Uber drivers. No? Should I? I sometimes. Know. I don't think they always deserve Maybe a tip. Maybe I should have that they night. They sometimes deserve a tip. I probably should have that night. I think the the truth is somewhere between never and always. Yeah. Between You're Mr. Pink two extremes. Reservoir Dogs. It's official. <laughs> Anyways. Right. So the rest of the night kind of followed suit. In that manner. Yeah. Dale had to carry the writer into the house, though. Oh, yeah. That, oh, that picture that. was amazing. Oh, it was so great. Yeah. Um, I took it upon myself because he literally could not walk. He was having a, a really tough time just walking. I uh, I don't know where I found the strength, but I just picked him up like a rag doll and put him I over my shoulder. I found the strength. I was from, impressed. I hit his head on the way Slightly in. Slightly aroused. I ain't going to lie, Dale. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I usually. What if I picked up Dale? Would that do anything for you? Yeah. <laughs> I could pick up Dale. Really? All right. You picking up me is like me picking up this writer. Huh? The the <laughs> analogy of Brito picking me up is similar to me picking up this writer. Yeah. Anyways, if you want to join us for fun, I think the whole reason we brought this up, I think, is that was just in Dallas Fort Worth. Yes. Next month, we're going to be in Las Vegas, all right? We're having a draft event. Um, we're there August 24th and 25th are the announced dates that we'll be there, mm-hmm. all right? We're going to be there for a few extra days, but those are the days that we're going to have some events. What's the actual day of our Draft Party USA event? Is it the 24th or the 25th? 
It is that Saturday, which I believe is August 25th. Okay, awesome. So if you want to... Go to draftpartyusa.com, and they have like the National Draft Day. You'll find it. It's, it's at Top Golf, which is pretty cool if you're going to be anywhere near uh, Vegas around that time. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Come join us, man. Cool. All right, uh, let's get the wide receiver tiers in order here. Uh, starting off, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham. Did you assume I was going to stop at Hopkins? I did. Because I'm stopping at Beckham. Yeah, okay. Okay. Boom. I, uh, right. I'm okay with that. You got owned. I'm okay with that. So Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr. Let's not waste too much time talking about those guys. Uh, the tier two is A.J. Green, uh, who I really like, and I think maybe I'm overvaluing him a little bit because I'm getting him in a ton of drafts. So I have A.J. Green, Michael Thomas, Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Julio Jones. Step. Let me say Devontae Adams. Yeah, I, I'd put Adams in there as well. Really? You guys are going to put Adams in the same group just because you guys assume he's going to be Jordy Nelson? No, just uh, because I, of what he's done the past two years. Double-digit touchdowns yeah. in the last two years? He's I mean, finished in the top 13 two years in a row, and it's gonna. And that was without Aaron Rodgers. He's going to have an uptick in targets. Um, yeah, no, I... I have no problem taking him ahead of a couple of those guys. I do too. I'll take him, I think, before Julio Jones. Wait, you'll take him ahead of who? Julio Jones. Mike Evans. Mike Evans, A.J. Green. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. Mike Evans, Julio Jones. You really like some Devontae Adams. I do. I really like Devontae Adams this year. Um... Give me one moment. I'm just going to pull up. Uh, All right. So that tier Devontae is. Devontae Adams in 2016 was number 10. Mm-hmm. And in 2017 was number 13. Mm-hmm. Those are some good finishes. Kind of qu- quietly, though, right? With Brett Hundley. Hundley. Yeah, exactly. Hundley. Ugh. So AJ Green, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. I love this group, by the way. Like, that's a I thing. Do too. And one of these guys always falls until the middle to late second round. So absolutely. Um, and my favorite draft picks are like if a draft order is the first <clears> three because somebody's going to fall. So you get an absolute stud with your first pick and then you just kind of play the value from there. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do we, I, I want to go back for a second. Um, what is with the love for AJ green? Um, I think his talent is unreal. Um, would have been one of the first wide receivers ever to post, what is it, nine straight 1,000-yard seasons. But he finished, what, 997 when he got hurt the other uh, the other year with his hamstring. I think it was a year ago, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, the thing is, Cincinnati's offense has been struggling, and he's still been able to put up 1,000-yard seasons, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten touchdowns uh, a year. Uh, I mean, last year he had eight, the year before that four, but then he had 10 touchdowns. I mean, he's, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some numbers here. Okay. Okay. Um, John, our, uh, our finishes database, um, is that PPR correct? Yes, that is PPR. Okay. So I'm going to give you some finishes by year for Julio and tell me how you can rank some of these guys over Julio. The past four years, six two six seven. What is that? What are those numbers? Those are the finishes for Julio Jones. 
And yet, I'm consistently seeing people put Julio um, lower than a lot of guys. I don't think you can justify him being less than a top six wide receiver. Yeah, I'm fine. That's I just... agree with you there. I have Julio pretty high. Um, but I have A.J. Green right by. And the sad thing is, and maybe I'm crazy on this, I think that A.J. Green, his ceiling is higher because of touchdowns. Um, he's okay. had three years of double-digit touchdowns or more. Julio has never had one, I don't think. Has he had one? Who? Julio. Uh, Double-digit touchdowns? I think he's had one. He's had one in in 2012. Okay. So I'm taking Julio first. Having said that, I don't mind getting A.J. Green after. Okay. See, I'm I'm just worried about the touchdown production. And he, he, he hasn't, I mean, he had three last year and six the year before. It's like, man, and then he had a he had a year where he well he was injured that year. He had two touchdowns, but still, um, yeah, I'm I'm just worried about his touchdown output, and that's huge for wide receivers. I mean, Keenan Allen's not going to have a touch ton of touchdowns, but people have him ranked as a top five or six wide receiver for the most part. Why do you think he will not uh, have a ton of touchdowns? He's never had double digit touchdowns. Yeah, well, I think his career high is eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but I think yeah. he can lead the entire NFL in targets uh, this year. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, almost hundred sixty. I mean, Julio has done that. Yep, yeah, no, <laughs> I agree. I, but Julio's old. Yeah, Julio's what? Old? Yes, he's, gonna, he's twenty. I believe he's in Keenan, Keenan Allen this year. Julio's my age. He's turning thirty. Plus, his real name is Quintoris. Is that positive or negative? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. That's what. a. That's a real what? Is that good or bad? I don't know. His name is Quintoris Lopez Jones. So positive mm-hmm. Quintoris, negative Lopez. I need to find out what his like origin is because Foley, Alabama. Like his, I know it's high like school. his mom Hispanic or something. Ah, uh, Julio in the mix. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun. Lopez in there. Yeah. All right, so we're cutting off at Devonte Adams. The next tier is T. Y. Hilton, Tyreek Hill. Doug Baldwin, Brandon Cooks, Alshon Jeffrey, Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. And you stop right there. I like the Ron Burgundy comment. That was, that was nice. <laughs> I was he didn't for want it. me to include Stefan Diggs there. He wanted me to stop at Thielen, but uh, I think yeah. they're the same guy. I, I'm not going to argue it. I know a lot of people do. But just different ways of viewing it. Adam Thielen sure. is going to give you – Adam Thielen is going to give you, uh, you know – 10 weeks of 10 points and Stefan Diggs will get those same hundred points in a completely different way. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get them in three weeks and then you're going to have to figure out the rest. Stefan Diggs is going to lose you games. Stefan Diggs will also win you games. I don't love it, but I just, I love it now with Kirk cousins. Look for wide receivers in this range and the late wide receiver two range, I guess, mid to late wide receiver two range. You want safe, Okay. For, for me, here's, here's for me, you want what makes him not safe? You just don't want to lose it, the week. Do you think he's just a boom bust player, or do you think he's just injury prone? Because I think if he's healthy, he's not just a boom bust player. I think he has a lot of pieces. I think the problem is that he's gotten hurt back to back years and missed a few games. Mm, yeah, I get it. I mean, look, and I'm not going to be blind to say that Diggs hasn't had huge boom games either. I mean, but um, I don't know. He's he's a good receiver, and I think uh, I think that offense is. I'm gonna want a piece of that offense this year. Dalvin Cook, I want Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Okay. 
You don't want any cousins, digs, or Thielen? I'm fine with it. I just think one of the best things that makes Cousins who he is is he is a first down machine and checks down like Alex Smith does. So if, if it's not perfect, he's hitting that outlet pass, Chris Thompson, last year. And so I think you have Dalvin Cook with his upside in rushing, and I think that he is mm-hmm. also going to be that outlet guy because McKinnon's gone. You don't want Latavius Murray in there on third downs. I could really see a huge boost there for Dalvin Cook. Okay. All right. Next tier, Allen Robinson, Larry Fitzgerald, Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry, Demarius Thomas, Amari Cooper, Devin Funches, Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. I think I stop it there at Jones. And then Jordy Nelson. Funch- uh, I don't know what to do Funch is with so uh, some gross. of these guys. But. Like, doesn't he just like gross you out on your roster? Not Yeah, I'm not crazy about him. Um, Sure. He's going to be consistently okay, though. I think he you have the limited upside with him. Man, sure. Armando loves Devin Funches. He does. Armando has him at 11 overall. I have him 31, and uh, Brito has him at 25. So I'm the lowest. Yep. I have him as a high-end wide receiver three. Yeah. So that's not a bad Our tier. Census is a low-end wide receiver two based on Armando's... Uh, savagery of a ranking. I found Demarius Thomas in pretty good value throughout my best balls. Yeah. Um, And I'm okay with that. I think he's being a little undervalued. Uh, Somebody to keep an eye out for. I think uh, a little bit better quarterbacks and a little bit better running game. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Anyways. That's fair. Okay. He's a little little older now, but I think he's still going to be quite productive. All right. Next tier, Jordy Nelson, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Crabtree, Jamison Crowder, uh, Robbie Anderson, Devontae Parker. God, I hate these people. (laughs) Pierre Garçon. This is the tier where you just kind of have to uh, pick who you like and hope they fall to you. There's a lot in this tier. Uh, let's not bore everybody because it's like everybody's the same. I mean, you, so let's let's do this. Pick a pick a guy in this tier that you do like. There's a couple guys here. Pick one. Sammy I Watkins, like Corey Davis, and Cooper Cup oh. a lot, and I think they're in this tier. Yeah, he, the, yeah. Okay. Corey Davis, I have in the previous tier, so that was cheating, but very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have him 29th overall. Consensus, he's 36. So I like Corey okay. Davis, Cooper Cup. People are kind of sleeping on him. I. I think even with the addition of Brandon Cooks, he'll be just fine. I gave you one here, and I think you can agree with me. Pierre Garçon, I think, is a very good one. No, nope, nobody's agreeing um, with you. I'm shaking my head. Do you yes. Hear, do you hear the? Do you hear the crickets? It's not crickets. That's my head. There's nothing in there. <laughs> uh, there's nothing in there. I like Pierre. <laughs> I mean, he's going to be the primary target of the most pass-heavy offense in the NFL. Is he going to be a guy that's going to have, you know, 15-plus yards per reception? No. But I do think that there's going to be several weeks where he gets double-digit targets and has seven catches for 80 yards and a touchdown. 
which in this tier is legit. You're just going to have to be right on when you get him. And I will say this. He is a super high floor. Like, he's one of those safe guys that you can get in this tier that, I mean, him and Devontae Parker are going pretty close to each other. What the hell? Devontae Parker is trash. Like, why would you <laughs> want to draft that person who has finished behind freaking Kenny Stills every year of his career? Like, why touch who, that guy? Who's the highest scoring 49ers wide receiver at the end of the year? Pettis? No, I wish. It, it'd be Garcon if he is healthy. Um, I want to say Kittle. I think Kittle scores the most touchdowns in that offense. Um, and I have no problem taking Goodwin if it's a standard league because I think his touchdowns will be there. But um, no, Garcon's safest, especially on a per-game basis. The weird thing Pettis, is... does he even have a chance? No. I, well, he does, but it's going to take an injury. And if you have special teams points, then get Pettis. But the problem is this. Pierre Garcon and Jimmy G never practiced once together. Like, they didn't get Jimmy G until Garcon was hurt last year. So Can you quit saying it like a white boy? Like what? Garcon? Yeah. How do you say it? You got to say it French. How do you say it? Go ahead. Garcon. 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 Is that too much? <laughs> it's a little stereotypical. Now you just got a little bit of a... Yeah. Um, offensive well no one runs the slant like garcon or scores touchdowns like garcon any beauty and the beast reference i, I see what you're doing there that's what's up that's what's up i missed it yeah but i don't know what the fuck my wife about. would be so proud i'm playing no this episode one <laughs> scores like garcon yeah or mates yes God. didn't Just, i do this last season you're Didn't bunching, i make that quit being nerds joke? please yeah, i don't i don't listen Just, to you guys so i don't know <laughs> pretty sure i made that exact joke you stealing my jokes joke thief <laughs> anyways um for a full list of our tiers you can go log into our draft kit you'll see all the tiers beyond what we talked about in addition you can actually re-download the podcast in the draft kit and look at it while you're looking at the sheet which is pretty cool um draft kit update's gonna come pretty soon with a lot more cool stuff version two yeah version two is coming out this week if you're listening um, do, are we forgetting anything? I feel like we should be talking about something else. Yeah, we need to mention uh, Baby Pod. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, our Baby Pod is DFS, Eat Sleep Fantasy, DFS, and Dynasty, co-hosted by John, Steve, and Austin. Uh, they're bringing you Dynasty goodness, a lot of Dynasty stuff, preseason. Listen, if you liked John on this episode, go ahead and download our spin-off podcast mm. the dfs and dynasty show if you did not like john on this show there's two other people subscribe to now, it so yeah you, you subscribe to it um skip over the parts where he talks mm -hmm. and then listen anyways I talk yeah, a lot exactly. but trust me exactly. there's other stuff and if you uh, if you're on uh, itunes just type in dfs we are the first or second podcast that pulls up it's changing day by day but uh yeah, go get nice. on on that. We got lots of good stuff. We're gonna make you some money, have some fun. It's gonna be a good, good season. Soon, we're gonna have like a uh, platform where maybe like um, it's ver for a very, very low fee. You'll get guaranteed winning line. Wait, can I say guaranteed? I'm down if you are. It's just gonna be more work. Okay, guaranteed winning lineups. Listen to this. Listen to this. Um, you go to their website like in a couple weeks, probably in a week or two, um, right before the season starts. And you pay, say, like, I don't know, whatever it is, a dollar to five dollars a week. You get these lineups for FanDuel and DraftKings and stuff. If you aren't satisfied, you email me 
and I'll give you a complete refund. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's going to be, I mean, we're going to have lineups for every single type of contest, 50-50s, tournament lineups, one-on-ones, pick-ems, everything you got. And so we're going to have a couple options up there, and we're playing along with you. This is not um, us just throwing stuff up there. Austin and myself, we have done this for a few years and have uh, insane returns. And we're going to share that with you guys, and we're going to play alongside of you. So stay with us, and again, go subscribe to the pod. That's the best way right now, and we're going to have a blast and make some money together. Look, and if you don't believe John, he is a high school teacher living in a 6,000-square-foot house. That is actually correct in Pasadena, which is nice. See? So, bam. Um, Pasadena, Texas. Sorry. I forgot to throw that out. All right. Anyways, uh, yeah, so – what else? Any crazy claims or anything I can give away before we leave? Uh, I think we're good. Oh, DeAndre oh, oh, Hopkins. really quick. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins autographed helmet is on Twitter. All you have to do is retweet it and follow us. Also, if you guys like what you hear and you want to do us a favor, uh, not even a favor, if you just want to show your support without even having to pay anything, you can go to podcastawards.com and vote for Eat Sleep Fantasy in the sports category and people's choice if you like. And, uh, I don't know if we have a shot, but at least we can make a little bit of noise with uh, with you guys and your support. So we'd appreciate that. Podcastawards.com. For Christian Brito, my name is Dale. Oh, hold on. For John Chapman, at JL underscore Chapman. You can oh find God. him on the podcast. 49ers Rush podcast as well. For Christian Brito, I'm Dale at Eat Sleep FF. Now you really let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you soon. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy, football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.